0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Hello, hello, hello. Um, we're not even going to try to promise that we're going to be um, consistent this time because <laughs> we always do that and it never works out. So What's hopefully we'll line, let bro? our... Um, yep. But yeah, we've also got a special guest today. Um, you might have heard their voices before in a previous podcast. We've got Ayushma. Hi. And we've got Sheila. Hi. We might know them better as the Montha Girls. Um, yeah, do you guys want to talk about Montha again? Kind of, you know, put just plug your thing there
1: um yeah so it's pretty much just a page that we started up like first lockdown trying to promote mental health awareness especially within like the Asian community more so the Nepalese like community obviously um where you're talking about the stigma different types of topics so yeah just pretty much
2: overview of what Mondra is
0: yeah I noticed that you guys had a recent post which uh you know Mm -hmm. I quite enjoyed reading do you want to go into that
2: Ah uh, yeah sure. So the m- most recent post was about intergenerational trauma, which is what I believe we're going to be talking about here. But um, intergenerational trauma is basically just um when trauma gets passed down from one individual into the, in the family to like the rest. So it just trickles down through generations. Every you know new self of offspring, shall we say, are affected by it yeah and Yeah, that's basically what it is that's
0: perfect because that's actually our podcast topic for today really? um, yeah <laughs> wow. not, not planned at all you know not it wasn't planned, planned never <laughs> so um yeah do you guys want to kind of just talk about what actually is trauma define what trauma is
2: oh uh, yeah sure okay so trauma is just like a long-lasting negative in, uh, effect that comes from an event so um let's take something this is quite serious but like sexual assault okay if if that happens then that results in really long-term effects on that person so they can have anxiety they can go into depression maybe just anything that affects quality of life and just makes it go down that's what trauma is
0: yeah there's two types of trauma isn't there there's uh, trauma with a capital t and there's trauma with just a small lowercase t Mm -hmm.
3: i saw you guys post like um so going back to what she was saying your instagram post um it was really cool because um, I think you kind of broke it down to kind of three kind of sectors, so like emotional, psychological and physical, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was really good. And we'd love to sort of expand on that and kind of touch that sort of topic. Um, so what would you say is sort of, because obviously we've got topics here, so what would you say is like inter- kind of intergenerational kind of trauma or parenting kind of trauma, childhood trauma, what would you kind of define that?
1: Um, I think it's very like subjective. There's not really like one kind of set trauma for anyone because anything can be a trauma it depends how it affects you as a person so especially looking into parenting techniques um I think if a parent's experienced something very traumatic often that can affect their parenting style which then instills trauma within the child which again gets passed on um when we talked about the different types of like effects it can have so we me and Aishma did a lot like on the symptoms as well um looking into like physical emotional and um all the types of effects so yeah it depends on the type of trauma it is we talked about sexual assault that's very very common in a lot of families and it doesn't get spoken mm-hmm. about a lot um so yeah. if it's a uh, sexual assault especially within the family let's say an older you know family member assaulting a child that yeah. is one of the key ones that gets passed down a lot and i've even heard of a few stories myself where it's been i've seen it within families but um yeah. Yeah, I think that's the key one I can think of to give an example of how intergenerational trauma can be passed down.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, Thank no, you. I. you said uh, parenting techniques. Um, so if someone has mm. obviously had a traumatic experience when they're younger, um, their attitudes, when they're like, just how they feel in general, you know, it's going to be altered if you don't speak about it. And I actually recently listened to a podcast um, going into, um, there's a psych- psychiatrist I don't know if I said that correct, but Dr. Conti he um, went to Stanford. He went to Stanford Medical School, and then he later went on to Harvard, um, where he got some big roles. So he basically he's done a lot of research, and he said that without the right intervention, so if someone's experienced trauma and doesn't deal with it, um, and you know they go on to have a child like five years later, uh, you can you actually be able to see that um, the active genes are changed as a result of the trauma of the parent. So it's not necessarily just par- um, parental techniques. Um, it could also be, you know, passed through genes. So it's that goes to show, like, why it's so important to deal with these things and actually speak about it instead of just um, suppressing it. And I feel like the Asian community doesn't help with that um, because, like, mm. you know, it's almost like you're shamed for talking about something that's happened to you.
2: Like, yeah. yeah. And the silence, yeah, definitely. And, like, the silence itself can also be a trigger for... The development of trauma later on so like yeah. say for example something did happen in the family maybe somebody has like adhd or something it doesn't matter but if the family choose not to speak about it and they're all very hush about it that in, in itself can impact the child to like a really great extent because they yeah. feel like they can't go out for help they can't trust anybody with this information they can become isolated lonely so that in itself is just like you see it all the time especially in the Asian community like you said there's so much pride and ego surrounding just mental health in general so
0: yeah
2: yeah it's really sad I agree
3: I I, think um going like kind of deeper into like sort of the effects of sort of childhood trauma I think um you can kind of reflect about sort of brain development so um you know brain development sort of behavior you have sort of a lower self-esteem um and then it kind of just links back into sort of depression and anxiety if you kind of you know yeah because you're growing up with it you know nothing else um i think
0: that's one of the symptoms of uh trauma isn't it um do girls know any other symptoms that you know where if there's someone out there who may be going like experiencing trauma like how you can kind of just notice it and then maybe ask them if they want to speak about it or just in general talk about it
2: i mean obviously this is not in any way a diagnostic criteria yeah yeah so just like be aware because you can read like stuff online and just get a bit. And it can just be straight cap. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But um some symptoms can be like hyper vigilance, um, a sense of a shortened future, mistrust, anxiety, depression, like you said, and panic attacks can be one as well, insomnia, um, high sensitivity, especially like your fight or flight response. Um, that's like a that's quite an interesting one actually. And issues with self esteem and self confidence yeah there's like the main symptoms that you'd see if somebody is undergoing just trauma or like generational trauma um yeah
0: I think maybe just like again just emphasizing that it's the best solution especially like because uh, I've been just reading and just looking at all sorts of different podcasts and videos I think like the general advice is that you should you know seek some help and kind of see um like kind of talk about it because You know, like you're stuck with only one voice in your head for your whole life. So um, you might not necessarily, even though you might think you're right, you could be completely wrong. And um, even though you don't notice it, it can impact again, like later on down the line when you have kids and, um, you know, like just things like parenting techniques that you guys said, Um, you know, like talking about parenting techniques, how you were brought up as a child affects the rest of your life and just um, how it shapes you as an adult.
1: Can, can I? Um, oh, yeah. Sheila? Or no? no, no, it's you. okay. Go on.
3: Um, for me, like, I feel like it's got a lot to do with sort of, um, I don't know. For me, trauma is mostly like experiences um, mm. and the sort of experiences you kind of go through. So, like, if I was to sort of get angry or, um, I don't know, I, I have some sort of an attention kind of problem or, um, I don't know, maybe sleeping problems. Um, I think it's just like, Those are the sort of things to kind of not watch out for, but I don't know. For me, that's the kind of traumatic kind of symptoms, if that makes sense. Um, And, like, yeah, there are, like, sort of long-term, like, I don't know, long-term symptoms from childhood problems, I guess. Um, But, yeah, you guys would probably know more to to kind of solve that for coming from a psychic. No, don't
0: worry, bro. We get you. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I'm not depressed guys but (laughs) (laughs) anyway um
0: but yeah I think it's really important you know like finding the root of the actual problem itself because Mm. like you know sometimes you might just have an off day and you don't sleep well doesn't necessarily mean that you've experienced like you've had a traumatic experience um but yeah like if you do feel like um maybe it's just good to like just sit and reflect about what's actually happened and you know, like we said, there's different types of trauma. There's trauma with a capital T, for example, like sex, sexual assault. Um, and, you know, despite it only having, like, the action itself, uh, if someone, you know, someone's raped someone, it happens one day, but for the rest of your life, it it can affect that other person even. And I think, again, just... Uh, Asian community in general go like oh you know like get over it like suck it up it happened 20 years ago I feel like that's very unfair to say because you don't really know the impact it has on that specific person because it can just change their change the way their whole brain um Mm. brain thinks you know like a fight or flight um response
1: yeah definitely agree I think um pride and everything comes into play a lot when it comes to like Asian families so you know it can be the smallest thing even if their child tends to be depressed or if it's anything like that because depression can start at any age really if you think about it so you could be depressed growing up but often that's kept quite quiet within the family because you don't want your family name to look like oh they've raised their kids wrong that's why they're probably depressed yeah. it's not a it's not a matter of okay maybe it's a personal experience they're going through something it's like oh clearly the parents didn't raise their kids right because look how they turned out oh, they're depressed or if yeah. they on medication oh no you shouldn't go on medication because you'll just get over it like it's more the whole idea of we come from a very collectivist culture where we focus a lot on what people are going to say. You know, we have to do stuff that looks better for the community, whereas obviously in the Western world, they value independence a lot more. That's why there's a lot more support for mental health within Western cultures where it's very individualistic, whereas Nepal, India, wherever it may be, it's very much think about the community, they come first, and then your mental health basically comes second. So I think us as
0: asians um especially i don't i don't think our generation but it's too early to say because most people Mm. our age don't have kids people i know anyway um but like you see that a lot of parents and just nepali people like i'm saying nepali because those are the people i've been exposed to but like Mm. as an asian community um we care more about what other people think than how we Mm. actually feel so like a parent might tell their child not to do this because you know you look bad in the samaj or their name their reputation Mm. is going to look shit Mm. when in reality because of that your child's you know sad and it's clearly impacting them do you would you like rather care that your child is unhappy or would you care that oh you look good to some people and more Mm. times these people don't even care like i don't know about other people but i don't spend my day thinking oh this person does this i think this Mm. of them this person did that you know
2: yeah um, it's just a very toxic mindset to have I'm yeah. it's got it's got
3: a lot
0: to do with like validation as well though no because
3: like yeah
2: yeah it doesn't even have to do it doesn't
3: have to do with like your parents because sometimes i see it in myself and i can put my hands up and say oh sometimes i seek like validation in someone else like mm-hmm. i'll be like oh mm-hmm. Shri, do you approve of this or like she does do you approve of this to kind yeah. of feel like i don't know not less guilty but yeah be like okay this is mm-hmm. the right for me like right thing for me to do yeah. um and i think it's the same sort of um I don't know maybe it's the same sort of mentality for the Nepalese parents or not
0: but do you guys yeah, know I... what momentic theory is sorry just kind of touching up on what Anne's just said um oh, no. so no. apparently oh, I, f- I forgot um who the lecturer was it was like a French guy Gerard something but he basically said that our desires as humans aren't actually our desires we're actually imitating either one person or someone else so mm. you might think that you like you like these clothes or you might think that oh you want to have that car but if you really look at it, and uh, he's done like some research, I think, but um, it's not coming from within. It's actually coming from the fact that you've seen someone else do it, and mm. that pe- that person is who you're basically trying to replicate. So us as humans are just conformers, and we're trying to be someone else rather than um, be ourselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Imitation is something you learn from a really young age. So more time it is that you're a product of your environment. You kind of observe what you see, and that's how it shapes you. Apart from obviously some genetic things, but as a whole, yeah, that makes a lot of sense for it to be you observe what you see and you kind of learn from what whatever's around you and you kind of do I guess there's a fine line between like um, seeking validation and advice. Cause sometimes I feel like especially in the younger generation, we look at it more as advice. But when you look at it within the older generation, it is more so seeking validation because parents, grandparents, whatever, like with the toxic kind of collectivist values that we might have it is a validation but i would say in our generation and depending on who you surround yourself with it can be advice so i think there is a fine line but i think that becomes blurred between the generations
3: why do you think yeah. we all like jordan ones or jordan fours like get me, <laughs> it's like surely there's a some sort of a yeah. a link like um and like yeah. yeah like we see i see validation in you you see validation in me yeah. and it's, it is all all of linked i guess yeah yeah
1: for sure
0: like that's that's going again into the whole social media topic that's yeah yeah we never that's gonna for, be ena- that's for that. another podcast yeah that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so every single podcast we always like bring it back to you know social media has such an impact on why we mm. think the way we do and if you're feeling bad it's probably because of what you're exposed to on yeah. a day-to-day basis but again I mean, that's it's going off topic avoidable isn't
2: it like you just kind of well, yeah it. i agree yeah. It, it definitely really is unavoidable up so much yeah, I don't, 100%. I
0: don't completely agree with the fact that it's not avoidable. Um, Why is that? Because I think it's your choice. Like Sh- if you... Sh- you know what it is?
3: Because it's because she says she's going to come off social media <laughs> for two days and then like <laughs> the third day. Comes you're
0: on. describing yourself, yeah? Because Anz will post that, <laughs> nah, you know, what? let me know and go there. But um, no, like just delete the app. Like you don't have to reactivate it, <laughs> do you get me? Like delete the app. Like what I've started doing recently is I feel like well, it's just bro, I don't get no 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 no. Hang on, hang on,
3: hang on. Cause you told me that you logged onto Instagram using on computer. the
0: website. Yeah. The computer, because, so... Bro, when I'm on my phone all the time, yeah, it's literally just a habit. I'll go up, I'll scroll to the same side of my like a page on my phone, I'll click on the app, I'll be scrolling. I won't even watch stories, I'll just be tapping it and it's a waste of time. So I would rather just if I feel like yeah. I need to go on Instagram just to like catch up for a day. I'll go at one point in the day on the website, quickly just read my messages, reply, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just look at what I want to look at and then just dip, you know? Um, that's that. Yeah, I feel like it is avoidable. Like it's, it comes down to know, like I how much like... discipline you have in yourself.
1: I think that's quite hard to do. I think, especially growing up one in especially a Western world. Especially when it becomes world. a routine. Yeah. One in a Western world and two, just our generation. It's very, very hard to even like avoid it. I mean, the older you get, it gets easier. Like, I think now, like, I could say, yeah, I could avoid it. But two, three years ago, like, let's say when you start uni, pretty much, yeah, you're not no, going to avoid you, that. Yeah. Let's say even during A levels, it's not, I think it depends at, at time in life time. and, w- yeah, where you are. So I think the younger you are, it's harder to avoid it. But obviously, as you grow older and it's like you have that self control to kind of steer away from things, then I would say it's avoidable. But,
0: guys, I feel like this is turning into another social media uh, <laughs> yeah. podcast. So let's yeah. go back. Um, um, yeah. So, going back to where we we're what we we're talking about earlier um how much do you think dismissing the topic of just trauma uh, can leave an impact on the person because you know you're basically being forced to like stay silent and not being able to speak about it. and yeah
2: yeah i i think it's just such a big impact it's almost mean, mm. okay, i don't want to bring that statement out, but, but almost as bad as just like the trauma being there do you know what i mean because it's like okay you've gone through this thing however small it may be to the person it means a lot right
0: yeah no of course if the person
2: is experiencing the trauma it's a lot to them and you have somebody else who you trust potentially in your family someone that that you look up to someone that you go for advice whatever it may be they're telling you okay like we can't talk about this anymore like I know this happened to you and I know it's bad but you're gonna have to get over it because this is gonna look bad or this is gonna look like this it's just I feel like it just completely shatters any form of like trust self-esteem whatever it may be mm. so yeah, yeah because it's, it's really
0: bad it's like if someone has again i'm just me, maybe even like uh, trauma with a small t or um just you know like light bullying and stuff uh even at home um like if you're always like spoken to in a certain way where you're tr- almost treated like you're shit and you don't know um you're worthless basically like that's the kind of way you're going to be speaking to yourself um, and or like, there's you know, um, have you heard hurt people hurt people?
1: No.
0: It's like if you're bullied or if you're um, obviously oh, you've been yeah yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. So you go on and infl- inflict that onto someone else. Then again, going mm-hmm. back to intergenerational trauma, where if your parents have spoken to you, because not all trauma comes from outs- like outside the household. You know, sometimes people have to have experienced it in within their own household. So that's that's just how you've been raised and. That's the only experience you have of raising a kid by looking back at how you were raised, or um, yeah, speaking exactly. to yourself. Because if your parents are speaking to you like you're worthless, you're going to think you're worthless. You're going to speak to yourself that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, there's like- loads of
3: there's loads of different factors. Like just kind of touching onto what she's saying as well. Like it could be something like maybe losing a parent, or um, sort of, some sort of a learning disability, or
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, like emotionally kind of unavailable. I don't know. Um, there's like so many different
0: factors to it yeah adding on to what you're saying we we can't just like pinpoint it to you know only if this happened to you you've had a traumatic Mm. experience because like it's open to interpretation like what if you feel like something's had an impact on your life where you know a negative impact where you felt a certain type of way then by all means you have every right to feel that way Mm. and you should like again talk about it and just dig deeper into why you feel like you feel that way why you think that happened to you um and yeah. you know, hopefully, you can um, resolve
1: it. Basically, guys... what Anne said um about emotional availability, I think that's like one of the main things, like that a parent, like ideally, should have if you're trying to kind of make that kind of spa- like safe space for your children. Because when your parents are emotionally unavailable, growing up, realistically, obviously, you have your friends, but that's the environment you grow up in. So having like an emotionally unavailable parent or parents or grandparents or guardian. I think that's what stops a lot of children from even, like, speaking up about anything because they don't know how to. Their parents have never taught them that speaking about emotions is a good thing. So I think that in itself is one of the key things I feel like is the make or break between trying to tackle intergenerational trauma almost because if it's within the family, you need to be able to have that
0: Yeah, openness and able yeah, to communicate exactly. it, I think. Also, like, just... Do not doing what we're doing right now, even if a 15 14 year old listens to our podcast and goes like, you know what, this happened to me and they can be educated on the reason it happens mm-hmm. and things like that, it's beneficial. Like things like this should be taught in primary school. Um, so you know, like so the kids know like it should be it should be normalized. Um and the more we do, we take control over the um we take control and power over that abuse that happened to them and that way we can just deal with it. Um, yeah, for example, like, again, bullying, um, sexual abuse, neglect. The more we talk about mm-hmm. it, the more it gets normalized. People think, you know what, like, I shouldn't feel ashamed because that happened to me. I should be able to speak about it because it's happened to other people. Like, it doesn't mean that it's, it's, like, whatever happened is good. Like, I'm sure it's felt like shit, and I'm sorry for whoever's had to go through that, but just talking about it more just kind of helps to make the world a better place and deal with it.
2: Yeah, agree. Definitely like introspection is a very important thing especially when it comes to just yourself yeah um, but I, but at the same time it's really difficult to do i think like a lot of people don't realize it's difficult to be honest even with yourself yeah and, like once you open up that box like there's no closing it it's like pandora's mm-hmm. box like, unless you sort through those issues you're never going to get it back the way it was so like it yeah. is you have to be ready to like tackle those things yeah. you can't just like be like okay well mm-hmm. you know what i think it's time for me to think about my entire childhood and you know what it's done to me you need to be ready to like deal with the sort of consequences that comes with it as well Mm. so
0: um yeah I really like that you said you should be honest with yourself um because Mm. I feel like that's that's super important because again if if you're not honest with yourself then you're basically living in a facade like you know um Mm. and yeah Yeah,
1: 100% I think denial is such a big thing when it comes to trauma because you know even though like obviously it depends on the person like even if you've never experienced something really traumatic when I've heard of people talking about trauma whether it's at work or whatever it is like I've had a lot of people being like well if I just act like it's not there like I just don't really have to face it so it's very much like kind of when you put it out of your mind you push it really really further back to the point where you don't deal with it but eventually at some point it all rises up to the top so I think denial is a really really key thing especially within like we kind of always spoke about but within the Asian community you just would rather not think about it because more time you kind of don't want to see your parent or whoever it is in that kind of light if they've if they're the ones that have caused you the trauma you'd rather like put that away and not want to think of them someone that's your family in that light so I think
2: denial is like yeah such a big thing
0: um yeah, yeah I listen like, sorry, no. oh, uh, sorry no 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 on. I
2: was just gonna say um if you're like in physical pain you know that's not something that you would ignore but because mm. obviously like mental pain isn't necessarily just as visible or easily yeah. felt people think that it's okay to just kind of ignore it and it will go away but in the mm. end it's just gonna make the whole situation even worse than yeah. like mm. just trying to look like, but again it's really difficult to do so like if you don't feel like you're ready then of course that's yeah. just
0: yeah. What well, it said,
2: uh, been done, it? I it think not exactly?
0: also kind of just going saying that like you know if you have physical pain like for example if something happens to your leg like you can cut off your leg and still be able to live and you know carry on with your life but if, some, if there's a problem in your brain and like you hurt parts of it it could mean that you die you know so you have to mm-hmm. really kind of like pay attention to that Um, and also kind of just um going back to being honest with yourself I feel like you know listening to again just plug in Lewis Howes School of Greatness here. Um, <laughs> Sponsored. Um, yeah, for real. Sponsor me, please. Sponsor <laughs> us. Um, going back to being honest with yourself, like not everyone really can do that, or they might just need that little push. Um, apparently, like I can't remember what trauma sh- uh, this woman went through, but like apparently she loved music and she loved like listening to and singing to uh, music on her way to work, and it was a long commute. It was like an hour long or something. Mm. Um, but like the whole journey. on on the way to her work she would never play music and she would just have like these thoughts and it it really goes back to how you speak to yourself as well um Mm. like you should be speaking to yourself as if you're your own best friend like that you like unconditionally love this person um rather than be like oh like you're so stupid uh why did you do this I can't believe you did that and like I'm sure all of us I mean I don't I can't speak for other people but I can definitely say that I've I've spoken to myself that way in the past and as mm. i've grown up i've realized you know that's not the right way of thinking mm. um so again like just i can't remember what my point was but so just something along <laughs> the lines of like um, being honest with yourself. yeah just be honest with yourself and like not everyone can be honest because they might not know what the problem is so you might yeah, need like an so. outside person looking in to see what mm. the actual issue is or where it's coming yeah. from
2: yeah again it but also like-, to like denial When you said earlier, Shira, like Mm. if you don't know or realise that something's wrong, you're never going to like take that step Mm. to address it or fix it or whatever it is. Um, So just, uh, yeah, like you said, outside influence. But I think you said something earlier about um, how other people speak to you and the way it it impacts you. And now like this case Mm. that you mentioned, if you're constantly hearing like a specific thing, like around you from your family, like that's how you're going to perceive yourself in your head as well. Yeah. So I think maybe the, the lady had, like, intrusive thoughts or something like that. But,
1: like, yeah.
2: the way in which other people interact with you impacts greatly on how you interact with yourself as well. Yeah.
0: It comes down to yeah. setting boundaries for yourself, doesn't it? Like, yeah, it definitely um, does. Um, Not letting people, I guess, take advantage and treat you yeah. like you're worthless, like you're, quote-unquote, piece of shit. Yeah, um, and I think
1: you see um, stuff like that a lot with kids. Like, I mean, like, I work with a lot of kids that, have had trauma, and when I hear it from an outside perspective, it's like, well, like it all makes sense because you can see the pieces. But because they're the ones in it, like you can yeah. see how much like a parent has instilled in their child, and kind of like, you know, without going too much into it, like you can really see it a lot. But I think it's hard for them to be honest with themselves because that's all they know. So like yeah. when they're in an environment and that's all you're surrounded by, that is something you truly believe. Like it sounds really obvious to say, but when you kind of hear it and you see it, like when you're in that yeah. that's all you know like it is
0: yeah no um, I think yeah like it can catch you like you might not even necessarily realize that you have trauma until mm. it just hits you out of the like this has happened to me in the past and getting kind of personal into this now uh, but like oh, I was literally going on a drive somewhere um this wasn't even too far back but um I was listening to this podcast on trauma because just because I thought I'd educate myself you listen
2: to a lot of podcasts <laughs>
0: I mean I have a podcast so you know I kind of have to be on that level where I'm getting information <laughs> learning from other people um but yeah um like I was listening to a podcast on trauma and this person was talking about I can't remember the topic exactly but it just hit me out of the blue like as I was mm. listening like I could literally just feel like oh shit like I didn't even realise that something that happened to me so long ago is still hurting. What was the podcast um, called? It wasn't actually a podcast. It was more of a YouTube video. It was uh, Hamza Unfiltered, just some random guy that came on my YouTube search page one day and I decided to listen to him. And he was talking about the trauma that he faced and he was being completely open and honest, which I think allowed me to be open and honest as well with myself. And as I was listening, I was just relating back to my childhood and I was thinking, like, I didn't realise, like, just such small things that I realized didn't even affect me or um that I've just been kind of just ignoring and brushing past like I literally, it just hit me all at once I did not know how mm. to feel um and like the thing I was talking about was like when I was young I was in boarding school um for like a good part of my not a good part but like for like a year or two when I was like super young and mm. um obviously my parents were out here um trying to you know, make a living and making it so that we could come here and, you know, have better education. And I appreciate them, like, fully. I'm not going to blame them for anything. But, like, as a kid who's been kind of, I kind of saw it as, I didn't realise I saw it like this, but I felt almost as if that I'd been abandoned as a kid. And it kind of really made me independent and um, really made me, like, think it's, a, it's literally me versus me in this world. And I feel like mm-hmm. a lot, like, because I didn't acknowledge that when I was younger, um i used to sometimes look for that love and that caring of like a parental figure in other people and you know not everyone has the best intentions for you so that could leave that be the reason why i was hurt in certain cases but like yeah, yeah just I think I think do you think gone.
3: do you think like insecurities and like trauma have a close relationship
0: oh
3: Ooh,
2: definitely. yeah i think yeah.
1: 100 so, i would agree yeah. with that i think going back to what she said um i think i grew up quite like independent as well like my parents were working quite a lot of the time it was just me and my brother and not to say that my parents didn't do a good job because you know they did they did all they could but having them not like being there all the time and like physically being there if they're at work whatever i kind of learned to do a lot of things by myself i kind of just did everything for me like i didn't really have that like i didn't rely on them obviously for the basic kind of stuff like you do um food shelter whatever maybe but in terms of like getting on with things it was always just I saw something I wanted to do I went and did it it was never really yeah. like a I don't necessarily it can be a good thing and a bad thing because I feel like now I'm someone that's very very independent I don't rely on anyone to you know get me through things yeah. but obviously you do have that like I don't know what you would call it but like you uh,
0: it genuinely just shape you for the rest of your life yeah right?
1: exactly like you because now, like I would say, I'm someone that doesn't form a like attachment straight away. Like it would take a while for me to form an right. attachment because I've been so used to being on my own and doing things on my own. For me to then like be attached to someone, it would take a lot. So I think, you know, whether you want to look at that as an insecurity or not, I do think they go hand in hand because the yeah. way you're brought up and what's kind of what you were taught and the way of life that you lived would then go on to shape like whether you're yeah. insecure about this thing or that thing. Yeah. So. I think it definitely comes out from it. Some of it you can tackle because you can grow up with an insecurity, kind of come to terms with it and kind yeah. of fight it almost. And it can be about some stuff like intergenerational trauma, which can be passed down from a parent that you know is going to take a lot longer to deal with. Yeah. But I would I would agree personally that um, trauma and
2: insecurities almost go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Nice I kind of had like a. Bit of a different experience, at least when I was living in Nepal. Like, for me, I always had my grandparents, my mum with me, like, all the time, like, the seven years I lived in Nepal. And then, obviously, because of that, I was such a clingy child. Like, I would (laughs) cry the second my mum left the room. Like, I was so bad. But then we came here, and suddenly, like, she has to work, right? My dad's working, like, I'm home alone, or I'm looking after my little little brother now. And I just saw that switch, like, immediately like I Mm -hmm. can't be clingy anymore like there's nobody to cling to so it's like very it's it's very weird to like see that as well like you look back and you're Mm. like whoa I used to be such a baby and now like (laughs) I had to grow up like so quickly which is a good thing like you know I like to think I'm like quite mature now but it it does have like a big impact on how you look at just like relationships like whether they be platonic or romantic whatever it is and how you Mm -hmm. interact with other people and just the way that you see yourself and the way that you present yourself to other people as well. So it's just every, like any experience can shape you. So
0: yeah. Just, Do you feel yeah. like you guys see like, cause I definitely have like certain parts of my childhood where like, I remember it so vividly, like little moments here and there where like, um, yeah, I'll just know exactly how it smelled, how I felt like mm. what I was doing. And it's almost like I'm seeing myself from a third third perspective almost like I was watching a movie and I just feel like it feels so uncomfortable and uneasy to like look back at it but at the same time I know that I should you know revisit it and kind of try Mm. find peace and contentment in my past
1: yeah for sure it all depends how you deal with things as well like something can happen and either it comes if you face it in the right way and you deal with it in the right way then definitely is something that you can come to terms with it and probably heal from it but yeah if you don't deal with it in the right way then it kind of stays with you for a lot longer than it probably uh, should
0: what how would you deal with this like situations like this how do you know what is the right way
1: I mean to I deal guess I don't think there's like I mean like if you look at it from like a psychological point of view there is like you know therapy or whatever there is like a set way to go about it but even for example things like therapy you go into it but there's so many different techniques and different ways that people deal with things so it's really about knowing to start off like go easy on yourself I don't think it's about like okay I have trauma I need to face something or something yeah. makes me uncomfortable let me dive like straight in and try and like think okay I'm going to give myself a month to get over it it really doesn't work like that at all. Yeah. I think it really depends how one deep like rooted it is within you and because it might be that sorry
0: sorry to cut you off yeah, no, but it thing. might be that like once you start looking at something, again, like, I'm not a psychologist. I, this is just something that's helped me in the past to think about stuff with mm-hmm. and share my experience. Uh, doesn't necessarily apply to everyone. But, like, once you start picking one thing, you start going down like this it rabbit unravels, hole. Yeah, yeah like, it's, you just mm. keep going and keep going and keep going um, until you find, like, the actual route. And I feel like that's why people go to therapy. And, like, yeah, the whole underlying... Yeah, no, no sorry. whole underlying, like, for me anyway, this is my perception of it, like, the whole underlying, like, um main point is that being honest because you go to therapy you might you know like there's going to be a random person asking you questions about yourself like Mm. you don't care what that person thinks of you because you don't know them like they have zero impact in your life you know you're going to go live your life not see them ever and then you're going to come back once a week or maybe twice a week to speak to them so like it really comes down to being honest with yourself and I don't think you necessarily need to just go to therapy to you Mm. know work with things like this like like you said earlier um I'm very independent I try to get things done myself yeah. um so you know I feel like if I can work on something that I, I would I would do that
2: yeah I kinda, I think it, sorry I kind of disagree with you there with the whole like therapist thing just because usually when a person like goes to therapy if it's not part of like their their, their care plan if it's if they're not being like taken there by the NHS then they're there for a reason right so yeah. like going into therapy you wouldn't see the therapist as like this random. well hopefully not yeah
0: him, no not is it, so it so like isn't i'm it? not i'm not saying that it's a bad thing but i'm just oh, saying yeah, like no, no, there's no, more no. um there's like you're more inclined to tell them tell them the truth because if you're speaking to your mother or your friend or you know like someone that is close to you regardless of what they say to you they are going to have some sort of a judgment or they're gonna mm. you know feel a certain type of way they might like even though they don't intend to like we're all human we can't help how we feel um you know so, like, going to therapy, like, I, I would promote therapy, like, if anything, I think that, it's, yeah. you know, everyone should work on work on themselves yeah, and right. I think you should definitely go, like, see what's, what's happening with yourself.
1: Yeah, I guess speaking yeah. to someone that you don't have an emotional connection to definitely yeah. probably does help because you're not, your emotions aren't getting the better of you, you can probably talk about it a bit more freely, so yeah. I can
2: understand what you mean by that. Yeah, I think this uh, the psychologist that I worked with. He talked a lot about how the therapist can be like a vessel for the patient, as like a means to just go out and explore what they wouldn't be able to do by themselves. Yeah, but I think you mm-hmm. said before about how um sometimes like you can't really be honest with yourself, or you need that extra push. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what they're there for. But again, but, like therapy, if you're going by yourself, is very expensive.
0: They know how to <laughs> so, ask all the right questions as well, don't they? Like yeah,
2: they do. They kind you of, they say something,
0: and they'll say something completely different.
2: And,
0: and you're then, crying and like, two yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um no, but I, I feel like, yeah, like it's definitely in something that I would suggest a lot of people go, in, go to because yeah, you might I be the happiest like, person in the world, but you know, like yeah. you don't there's know what's underneath you know,
2: that. There's
1: always something there. I, I think, think that scares time. a lot of people, um, you know, like the idea of therapy because, yeah, facts. like you said before, like you kind of talk about one thing and then you figure out another thing and you know another thing. So I think the concept of therapy. Like, like does scare a lot of people because they're scared they're gonna go and then they're gonna come out and be like oh my god i didn't know i had like yeah. seven different all these skeletons issues. in my closet and yeah they don't, like, they they, don't want to see
0: what actually is within
1: exactly like, they go in for one problem and they probably come out and realize they're diagnosed with like so many other issues and probably it's what scares them but again
0: yeah. it comes
1: down to being honest with yourself if there's an issue then
0: like don't get it twisted it doesn't make you less of a person just because you need to help yeah. like if anything, you know, you're the brave one because so many people are living there in denial. They're sitting mm. there being like, oh, I don't need therapy. I'm not going to go go here. I don't need someone to tell me who I am. When, you know, like, these are the people that clearly have, like, more underlying issues. I'm not necessarily saying you do, yeah. but again, just kind <laughs> yeah. of, you, you get me. I mean, yeah,
1: we say so, God, to you so yeah. we're going to yeah. support therapy, like, regardless, oh, because I think, you know, yeah. no matter what, like, throughout your lifetime, I think someone, like, everyone should attend therapy at least once whether you think everything's fine or not I think it's a real
2: yeah.
1: like eye-opener and just good for your mental health good for you yeah. as a whole but yeah. obviously we're gonna say that
2: because that's what we believe in and that's yeah, what we want to do so yeah. if Again, anything, like, it doesn't always need to be about treatment um, yeah it can just it can literally just be about self-discovery like you just if you want to get to know mm. yourself better like therapy's a great place to start and um yeah, yeah I tell like all my guys who are like you know, at that age where they're like about to get like married and have kids, I mean, you should get to therapy
0: before you have kids. I think you should yeah. really do that. Yeah. <laughs> just We're looking really up for the therapy. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, again, like going back to you guys, feel like there's certain things that have happened in your life that has kind of shaped you to be the person you are. Um, because again I feel like it kind of just links in with trauma or kind of that because this has happened to you, you feel like you're this way. I know, like mm. Sheila and me, kind of talked about um being yeah. independent and how like being left alone as a kid kind of had an impact. On what about uh, you, Anne, and Aishma? Again, if you want to share,
2: I think like I'm very fortunate to say like I haven't experienced like traumas with a capital T. But like again, yeah. the experiences like shape you. And I think like for me personally, I would like say I'm quite a Taipei a personality. Like I like. What things to be a way. Is this like some so of, zodiac signs? <laughs>
0: <things again.
2: laughs>
0: no, it really really I'm, I'm about to like end it talking. right now. Like, this is where the podcast is going to end if you're talking about zodiac signs. No, science. it's a
2: psychological <laughs> thing. So, type of personalities are just people who are a bit more um like they're like perfectionists basically. You know, they like to have order in their life, they have to have things a certain way. I'm very much like that. And like, I can see it's a lot to do with like just like you know, my family and like how I was raised. Like that probably explains very... why your
3: bed is so like neatly
2: like ironed and everything's <laughs> so clean. Yeah, because yeah, um, like my parents, they like really value academic success. So there's no like you know, I don't want to. I don't want this to sound like it's a bad thing. It's a good thing because obviously yeah. like it encourages you to to do better. But at the same time, like there's no like room for error. So I think that's really shaped how I how I just view. Myself at the same time, and, I don't
0: like, like no. I do I do completely get you, and I know you're always like pushing to be the best. Because I feel like from what you've described i'm i'm probably a type a person as well i like having structure in my life i like being organized but at the same time like don't you think always like pushing for perfection just kind of doesn't let you just celebrate and yeah. like you it's know so just kind of yeah, yeah
2: yeah like it really takes a lot out of you because like it again like you have to sit there and you have to look back at what you've done and be like okay you know what like it's time yeah. to be content now. like you can't always be pushing yeah. ahead mm. it's okay to just take a breather and be content with what you have like I yeah, think reflection
0: the... is reflection is such a huge part of this. Like, you should genuinely you should sit down. Like, look at how far you've come. Um, I think we're all 20 Everyone has got
3: siblings, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that kind of plays a big role as well, don't you? Yeah, like, obviously you want to be competing oh, with yeah, your siblings, sure. um, or you might get compared to your cousins or something. So
0: yeah, I think being yeah. the younger or older sibling also yeah, has I was a huge effect. Yeah, very um, big effect. How how do you think like what effect do you think that has? Like, how does young being the younger person make a um, difference being the older person. Who's an who's an older sibling here? I'm an, an older sibling I think Eichmann, yeah.
2: Yeah. I yeah, okay. yeah, I mean yeah. I don't know about you and but like I have to be responsible from like a very young age. <laughs> yeah, you know, got to look after the little ones. So like that no, I
3: agree.
2: That definitely like changes how you see things. And also like your parents have quite high expectations of you when you're the eldest. Um because like you're the first to do everything. So, like, in my family, I was, like, the first uh, first kid to, like, go off to university and stuff like that. So, like, Jeez, you know, big up. What can I say? Um, So, they're always, like, you know, you need to do well. You need to, like, be a good example for your siblings. And it's oh, it's really difficult sometimes. I is is like, it
0: retiring? Like, just always so, having to be, like, almost like a, you don't have kids, but you have kids.
2: Yeah, literally. Like, like I don't have kids, yeah. but I have kids. Like, I have to come home and I have to worry about, okay, you know what? What am I making for dinner today? What, what do the kids want to eat? it's like, a, it's like mom. That's,
0: that's how my sister describes it to me as well like I, my, I have an older sister and honestly she's more of like a second mom than. um
2: mm. i hope you value like, her a lot no of course like, like I, I love a i'm work. very
0: grateful for everything she's ever done for me but at the same time like even though i have an older sister i feel like the older sibling because i'm at that level now where like when <laughs> i was young i fully depended on her like for everything uh but mm. now i'm just like yo didi just pattern up man do this do that and <laughs> trying to be the older sibling now
1: yeah once, yeah, I would once agree. you get older I mean yeah I have an older brother so like Shree said it's like having a third parent like yeah. so you have that protectiveness but also I think it depends because me and my brother are two very different children I guess in my parents eyes like
0: yeah we're,
1: we're completely different personality types completely different
0: people sorry to Aishma and ansia so yeah, but like <laughs> we get we get loved more because we're <laughs> the younger child
2: youngest, you know yeah. what yeah you're, out, you're, right? you're actually right I'm yeah. not gonna lie you're actually right yeah. it's
0: really sad would you say you're the favorite yeah. child Sheila oh
2: yeah for sure okay <laughs> well, I would
1: say so, but listening also this, what, what about you um, movies, are you the favorite child he knows he knows I'm the favorite child
3: yeah uh, I mean I don't know um uh, I feel like my brother gets more um I don't attention. know I think like my parents. Yeah, attention and also like. Yo I don't know. I've been shouted out in it, so my parents are just like not really shouting out brother if that makes sense. They go like, like really easy hate. on the little like kids. It's really annoying. Yeah, yeah,
0: like I feel like that comes exactly. down to like I feel like that comes back down to like because you were the first like child they've had. But you were like almost like the test project. Um like <laughs> oh, my yeah, God, know, me, so oh this, how do I parent this person and they look at you and they're like, Okay, yeah, cool, maybe I should just lay down on the shower and should be. I don't know how in. yeah.
3: I don't know how, but this, this conversation has just reminded me of obviously mike tyson obviously um and he said this one thing where he was like your children are your mistakes and your grandchildren are your perfection
1: yeah
2: i swear i um,
0: can quote every single thing mike tyson has said in his <laughs> whole a, life give us and another one and <laughs> Give us another do one do you want to know a dream
3: that mike hasn't had
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah i just want like fully kind to get us to, you know
3: talk,
2: to talk to her let's, about her
0: dreams on? um, yeah,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. um, <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> one thing one thing that i did not want to talk about yeah was kind of um i think you might you guys might have touched on it but kind of um tackling trauma um mm. and one thing that kind of resonated with me i don't know about you guys but was kind of acknowledging the role of trauma in your daily life so for example um maybe in school or at work or sort of when you communicate with your friends or um even like self-esteem and mental health so like kind of just assessing how does that trauma play in your sort of day-to-day life
0: um sorry I didn't I didn't fully understand your question could you just kind of just kind
3: of like tackling how do you actually kind of acknowledge trauma um, I think in
0: your day-to-day life okay like I can talk about how I've done it in the past so mm-hmm. like um, like in early parts of my school years I was bullied um, so like I guess I knew that it felt like shit in the moment but as I grew up I I realised like it's made me who I am and I couldn't be proud of the person I am because um, it's it's kind of just let me have thick skin in my adult life like no matter what anyone says to me um, like I always try to see like the glass is half full rather than half empty. Like it's, You can either you can sit here and cry about um, what's happened to you in the past and just be like, oh, you know, um, like complain, but it's not going to change the past. Like try, I just try to s- see it as like, like I said, glass half full, even though this happened to me, but it gave me thick skin. Like no matter what anyone says um, to me, I know that like as long as I know who I am, like I'll get myself out of whatever situation I'll ever be put into or whatever headspace I might be in. Uh, but yeah so I, that's just how kind of how i'll tackle it or how i'll look at it like i think it really comes down to like your mindset as well like you can either have a growth mindset and um try you know look for the better in each situation or you can um just kind of whinge and complain but regardless like again that's because what was, what was happening to me obviously i didn't think it was deep enough whereas some people might be facing something that's completely deep and you know it's not always easy to get yourself out and try and look at like positive aspects of Um, situations like that. But so like it really depends on like the person itself. Um I don't want to be insensitive and say, you know, like Molly May, everyone has twenty four hours the same twenty four hours. Oh God. I don't even want to
2: talk about that. Yeah, let's not go into that. But but in in that same scope, like obviously trauma is just such a big thing that happens in a person's life and it impacts them in so many different ways. But you can't use trauma as an excuse to like be awful to other people as well, I feel like. Obviously Mm. like you know there's only so much you can do when you're experiencing trauma but I feel like sometimes people they like reflect and they realize okay this is why I am the way I am and then they use that as excuses for not bad behavior but like just general like not being a good person and that I don't think is right
1: I think it's good you need to have like a outlet like you can't displace your trauma onto oh yeah anything else it's really like a different person Yeah. yeah you need to be able to find an outlet where you can deal with it without trying to displace it somewhere else, which is quite common, to be fair, with trauma. You should, like,
0: try really find, like, contentment within yourself Mm. and just find peace within yourself. Again, like, everything we say, easier said than done. Um, Yeah.
1: It's cliche to say, but it's like you need to have hope.
3: You guys should even Vipassana, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, it's definitely on my bucket list, bro. Um, I just Mm. need to make sure find the right time, book time off work, and then...
1: Yeah. Do you work by any
3: chance?
0: <laughs> In case you didn't know, yeah, bro. Uh, i am done a degree of friendship. Oh.
3: Yeah, it's not like we've tackled that like, every single yeah, yeah, anyways.
0: Wait, did you do architecture at uni by any chance, bro? Yeah,
3: listen, mate. Let's move on. Yeah.
0: Just tell me you hate me, bro. Just, just say that. Um... Yeah, a lot of inside jokes there, but yeah, no, like this. This has been a very, like, beautiful conversation. And I'm glad I got to, you know, share that beautiful. with all of you. Beautiful, yeah. Come on, <laughs> never
2: it's heard been, that one before.
0: It's, just, it's <laughs> been a very insightful, it's been an amazing conversation. All right, do you guys want me to just roast you or like,
2: um, no, no, before we move on, give out? <laughs> um,
0: yeah, no, like, I was just gonna ask, like, what else is there anything else that we before... to discuss? Go on, Hans. yeah,
3: before we move on, yeah. I think one other thing, like, is which is kind of um key, is also your physical health. Um, yeah. Like we've all been going to gy- like me and Tree, we've been banging out gym. Me uh, and Tree
0: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. going just, to gym. Bro, just tell me, I've been banging out and you've been trying to do it, yeah. <laughs> um, That's not okay. right.
3: Now. Are
2: you going to take that?
3: Bro <laughs> if, right, if that helps you sleep at night, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, go, your physical health has a direct correlation with your mental health and if you're like physically healthier yeah you're mentally healthier too um I agree.
0: so what would you think yeah, what like, would you say is more like I don't know I completely agree with your answer like 100% like if you uh if you're working on yourself and you can clearly see like um I feel like gym helps with me anyway but um what would you say is more important like how your brain feels or how like your body feels if um, I don't know if I've said that like correctly or like what what would you deem as more important because you know you said your physical health and then like your
2: i think like genuinely there has to be a balance you can't hurt physical health it's like a spectrum isn't it it's Mm. exactly and like there's there's so many factors that um correlate and are like comorbid so um just you need to have you can't just focus all your energy on mental health you need to have like your physical health try and Make that better, um, like social yeah. relationships, make that better, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it, it's a if balance, you prioritize really.
1: one over the other, then it never really like works out. So, yeah, I think you you need to find that balance. Sometimes it's okay to prioritize one over the other if one is struggling a bit more. So, like if you're mentally not feeling as good, then yeah. it's important to prioritize that. But then if you're physically not well, but I think they go hand in hand. To be
2: honest, they yeah they both well, affect I, each I... other.
0: I agree. I, I'm more like drawn towards the more mental side than the physical side. Like I feel mm. like,
2: yeah, same.
0: Like especially at gym. Like before, um, I used to think I couldn't lift a certain amount, and, and the old as I like, you know, as I really started like thinking about it, I realized that it's myself that's holding myself back. So like mm. your body can only achieve what your mind believes. Um, so if you if I believe that you know, oh, there's no way I'll be able to bench press sixty. Yeah. Um, I'm not even gonna try. Then you're never gonna be able to bench press it. Um, do you
1: know what? You know, that's that manifestation, yeah. <laughs> manifesting it. I feel like she is one of
0: them, like girls that just has like candles everywhere, crystals, like bare zodiac signs. Like. You know
1: what? I believe, believe in manifestation
0: to no. the max. So yeah. no, will, I'm, I'm taking the piss, but I do, I do get you. Like, like and both,
2: visualization
0: yeah. and like visualizing, yeah. and then, but that alone is not enough. Like, you need to be mm. able to, um, put it into like, putting. Yeah, the obviously. And, yeah, because I'm not just going to sit here and be like, oh, I'm going to be a billionaire. I'm going to be a billionaire sitting here doing nothing playing video games i'll probably not be a billionaire you know um, yeah you
2: need to think and then you need to put the work in yeah and then that's yeah the hard
0: work is super important um towards it um yeah we've just had some technical difficulties where and we he can't hear and um, and i feel like this is a good time to end this podcast um again like i said um you know it's been this conversation has been very insightful i've had a great time talking to you guys and kind of picking your brains out as well as discussing Likewise. this huge topic um, and hopefully we can you know continue having conversations like this and you guys can come back to an episode and talk about other things um, yeah, we'll have but yeah like, like I just want to I just want to say <laughs> again thank you for <laughs> taking the time out of your day to come speak to us about this and thank you yeah. for
2: having thank you for us, having us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so same time. Um, <laughs> Great yeah lines.
0: no no worries at all um okay well yeah this has been Shree. and was here but unfortunately <laughs> due to some technical difficulties he's can't be with, with us anymore um we've had you guys we'll remember wanna, you uh, and yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> you That's guys want to kind of like
0: sign off maybe like promote yourself or promote whatever you feel like promoting your you know like little 15 seconds of faith <laughs> go on
1: um just our page really
0: just yeah. <laughs> um
1: yeah <laughs> check out you one up. yeah. <laughs> for the ones follow that it.
0: yeah no f- definitely follow them they've got like some really good posts up there um um yeah and for anyone that's actually you know reached this far drop us a follow on it on instagram episode <laughs> official you know shameless plug there as well um you leave it. a comment saying oh we've got Ans, we've got Anne's back oh, Anne's we're just saying in the just podcast been now
1: it time for the yeah no we don't, we, I
0: don't have- oh, okay. so we were just saying how, how much fun we had and how much we appreciate the girls coming in they've just promoted themselves 100%. do you want to say your goodbyes and then I'll kind of sign this off
3: um goodbye
0: thank you for real that yeah, uh, all, honestly, thank pretty. you girls for coming
3: it's always a pleasure to have you on the you conversation are. It's, always good yeah. to you, it's
0: good, it's good to see like, like-minded like you know individuals in our community and yeah, yeah, big words like, ba- but yeah come on <laughs> uh back to no, you I guys are smashing it, it man
3: like with Mondra, yeah. like obviously yeah going back Thank to you. kind of getting your insights it's always good
0: yeah come Thank on you. uh the, i can't remember how many followers you're on but can we please get them up to do you have a target, or you don't really? We care? don't really, to be honest. We we just
2: as many enough. as
0: yeah. possible. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Just, oh, definitely, their content is super amazing. We'll be, I'll link it on the Spotify, and we'll definitely tag yeah. them on our Insta post. um Yeah, it's not just back-
3: like it's not just trauma that they talk about. There's like literally no, everything a lot different of things, just, mental, of, health no, just mental health in general, and
0: yeah, definitely, yeah, they're, just, they're very like transparent about your know, mental health and just opening up about all sorts of things. Um, which again we can appreciate. Uh, there's not a lot of people doing that, so again thank you um yeah like to the people that have come this listened uh to you know like the last us for the last 56 minutes we hope <laughs> you've enjoyed this conversation and again just thank you for taking your time out to listen to us we would really appreciate it if you could give us a follow on instagram an episode official um that's where we usually post whenever we release a new podcast um mm-hmm. i'm not going to say we have a podcast coming out next week just in case but we're, you know, we've got a lot of things.
2: <laughs> we've, got,
0: we've got a lot of things in the pipeline. Yeah, we, so, um you know, we also have we can, a part
3: two for um, watch your time with yeah, com- that's
0: coming out soon. So um, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. Um, yes, I guess thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye, bye, bye guys. Bye. <laughs>